For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Happy official, official start of the Calcio Mercato. Now you are free to complain and yell and scream and whine some of you, as to why Tiago Pinto has not acquired uh, Cristiano Ronaldo by this point, because now the transfer market is officially open. The, this is, as I know for a lot of people, this is akin to uh, Christmas. This is akin to the holidays. Pick your favorite. This is the most wonderful time of the year. They have to remake that song. Um <laughs> I don't know whether I'm happy or not, because, again, after the 30th of June from the previous month, while you do see ridiculous stuff being written, written and published in regards to uh, Caccio Mercato, it ramps up to a new degree after the 1st of July. Like I said the last time, both in a physical and I guess a publishing sense, um, once that gate lifts in Central European time at, uh, at uh, midnight, okay? It, it, it's almost as if everything just comes flooding in. It's like the, the, the gates being opened to a dam because that's what it feels like. So where do we start? Where Can, can, can we start with uh, Cherry? Because finally <laughs> oh, yeah. that one has gotten over the line. There we go. Um, for everybody who uh, was worried about it, let me just say... Plainly, that Roma had never, ever, ever, even for a millisecond, worried about losing Celic. They've had the agreement in place with him for two to three weeks with his agent. This is a deal that was entirely contingent upon selling first successfully Florenzi. And we saw that happen. What? what was it the first he went uh, in yeah. here or was it the second? Yeah, it was the first. Yeah, yeah, with a, um, with a quite moving social yeah, very, media post where he yes. said uh, something along the lines of I I stay quiet and I choose silence out of respect oh for the club and blah 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 cringe so cringe <laughs> that guy um, I, I, I could say a lot of things but I'll keep it to myself he's a nice guy um, you're also uh, choosing silence out of respect uh, for uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I, um, I, I, I I think a lot of my and I say spite, but I, because I can't think of a substitute uh, word for it. My my my, my dis, yeah, disdain is too too strong too. Um, frustration, irritation. Frustration. Yeah. Let let me tell you. Okay, where my frustration with Alessandro Florenzi is born from. We have to travel back, and I, I know this is like going in. Uh, this is like back to the future. You know, we're going back to a time where most of us don't even recall. Um, but if you remember, okay, so Florenzi, he 
Um, if we remember the trajectory, okay, so he goes out on loan to Crotone in, hold on, Zeman was 2012-2013. So the season previous with uh, Luis Enrique during that year, Florenzi, he goes out um, on loan. He's in Serie B, he goes to Crotone. And then he comes to Roma, 2012-2013. And I would say that season, he's one of the very few from that season. Uh, one of the very few highlights that um, that season is one to forget, as we all know. And then 2013-2014, uh, uh, Rudy Garcia arrives. He wants to... Uh, he wants to move the church, right? What what was the exact saying? I forget the exact quote about wanting to move the chiesa to. Oh my god! Oh yes. What, what I, I forget what he said exactly, but you could tell it was one of those things that like uh, a, a Roma supporter told him in a taxi, <laughs> like as he caught sight of him after arriving at Fiumicino, he got into the taxi and then the oh taxi yeah, driver... la, la chiesa al centro del villaggio. <laughs> Okay. 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 So which let's means that bring the church to the middle of the town. Yeah, the town. Yeah, village, move it back to yes. the center of the village in the town yes. square. So, oh first God. off, I, I I don't know. Maybe our French listeners can tell me or, or correct me on this, but I I'm going to assume that that is not like one of those old wise French sayings. That is definitely something a nono who still drives his taxi at the age of seventy two years old said to. Rudy Garcia, as he got into the uh, uh, the van or whatever uh, limousine service, picked him up from Fiumicino to Trigoria. There is no doubting that. I don't even care if uh, the origins of the true story are, uh, prove what I just said incorrect. Somebody told him that. Um, actually, I could see Br uh, Bruno Conti saying that to him now that I think about it. Um, but after, okay, so like he does good in 2013, 2014, 2014, 2015. Uh, again, season to forget, but he does pretty good um it all started for me and i don't know if you will remember this do you remember the contract renewal saga involving him how drawn out it was mm -hmm. um how yep. there were uh there were so many things and by the way these were all planted by and i, I know you're going to be surprised by this these were all planted by by his agent so he had actually switched agents he he, he moved to um uh, alessandro lucci so very prominent guy. Most most of you who have listened to this for more than two days know who that guy is. Um, he moves. He switches agents. He goes to Lucci, and it just he 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 gets involved in this wage dispute with Roma, and he gets a a pretty sizable wage, like two and a half, three million net. And then on top of that, the thing that just put me over the edge, and I don't know if you'll remember this, okay. And it was, once again, credit to Ramon Monchi because he was the one who handed out this commission. Do you remember the commission that Monchi handed to Lucci? I believe the exact number was 2.8 million euros. And once I saw that, I was... Off I, of the bandwagon. <laughs> I was of completely the, off. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then once his, um, his uh, performances followed suit, I, I was... The venom just, it became more, uh, it was less metabolized, so to speak. It was much more potent. I, I, I couldn't stand him after that whole thing because he really drew it out. He, I won't say he damaged Roma, but he did, you know, it, it's one thing. It, let me just say, Andy, the thing I hate about football above all is the hypocrisy just in the sport in general, whether it's with agents, players, clubs, uh, supporters. I just don't like the hypocrisy. It's, if it's okay, if, 
that club does it. But if I do it, it's a different story. Um, you know, for the guys who say uh, Roma, uh, Romano, Romanisti, and then they go and do things like that. It drives me insane. I hate yeah. when that happens. Yeah. Um, so that is really where it's, my it's a cold business. Yeah, it's a cold business. Yes. <laughs> it's a cold business. Yeah, and, and listen, it's it's not personal. I I, I don't care because I, I criticize that all at the end. People think I have something against Romans. Do it. I make fun of Ven- I make fun of Veneto on here more than any other place in the world. Okay, so no, it has nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> it, it honestly, it, it, it's just there's something about him the way he did that, and then the way. His performances follow. Suit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's the that's that's the that's that's what really makes the difference. Is that after yeah. that he goes on and and really probably started to have right there and then that was where the, the downfall, downfall really right. started. Right. Um, every time on the pitch, it was a wrong decision. Every time, and just the way. Just the way we played was different. I, I, yeah, I am, yeah. and obviously there, were, there, you know, when we talk about Florenzi, it's necessary to talk about those two injuries which take place yes, at the best yes. point in time in his career. Remember, you know, he he has uh, an incredible uh, Euro with Antonio Conte. Um, comes off one of the better seasons in in his career where he was just driving forward. He would find the open space. He was he was scoring left and right. Um, so much pace, so much athleticism, yeah, and then it sort yeah. of all of that died down. And then it was even a matter of just applying himself. He used to apply mm, himself so much on the pitch, and then just disappeared. And whenever you know he 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 failed to have an impact. And whenever you 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 thought, oh, he's having an impact, usually it was the negative. Uh, the the, the yes. negative kind of impact. I mean, if you think about the shirt pull in the Porto game, which uh, oh. causes a, a, a penalty, which then hands Porto the win. Um, a lot of decisions that just you would not expect from an experienced player, a player that had the captain's armband. And, and it's made event- worse when he goes on to Instagram after and he says, there is also there is also that but that's i think he he just was never that guy at milan he's able to not be that guy whereas at roma he was forced to be that guy it was it was it was bigger than him so overall it's uh you know it's weird to see this kind of response from the fan base for a guy that really dedicated 20 years of his life to to a club which sounds odd because Florence is what thirty one, so twenty years he was eleven when he joined the <laughs> the boy club. I mean that's amazing, right. but it's it it's also a testament to the player, unfortunately, that he's become after the injury. It just it he just was never the same, um, literally. And and I think in, at Milan he can finally embrace a smaller role that suits him. It fits with with what he's able to give now as a footballer and the fans like him for what he does on the pitch. And Stefano Pioli appreciates his, his limited contribution. And, and I think everybody comes out of it happy, but then again, it's the selling deal uh, goes through. And I think once again, people don't realize how big, how huge yeah. is that? Oh my um, gosh. To have I that had to explain of- that to somebody, yeah. man, I, um, because I, I forget the exact words. Admittedly, I'm very happy about it because uh, even before, again, Alessandro Rabat took over Lille, um, I mean, this is a guy Roma have 
I mean, they've been talking to her for two years. I, I spoke with his agent a little bit. Um, apparently, he didn't want to talk the last five months, but he was fine speaking speaking the last 48 hours, which is always fun. I, I mean, this is a guy they've been trying to get for some time. Andy, I, 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 I just want to properly like lay the groundwork on this for, for people. Exactly one year ago, okay, Roma were told it would take $14 million up front for him and then at least two to three in bonus so it was at minimum it was going to be a 17 million euros operation to 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 get him from leo okay now obviously with his uh with his contract situation uh roma could exploit that he has one year remaining on his deal but they are getting him let's just put cast aside the the contract thing okay put put that out of mind for the moment in a Standard market with um, a standard contract with, uh, let's just say, three to four years remaining on his deal. He is, without question, at minimum, a 15 million euros player. And I'm more more likely to believe, I would say 20 is probably the fair fair assessment or fair uh, valuation for him. The fact that Roma are getting him for literally... Uh, two to three times less what he could 100% receive on the open market from other clubs to me is a masterstroke. Now, I'm sure someone will be able to play this back in 12 months when, uh, if he does poorly and uh, tell both you and I, because we both like this deal, uh, tell both of us how stupid we sounded. That's fine, but at this moment, someone just in, in someone I, just said that uh, the Gonzalo VR's downfall is your fault for labeling him uh, the Pizarro. new Pizarro. Yes. <laughs> well, um, I did it first with Diabora, and that's that also worked out pretty great <laughs> for him. I must say that he's having a ball right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like that uh, the meme of the Grim Reaper where he just knocks on the door and you can see on each blood door. coming. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, I hope that uh, Selik has uh, has um, a steel door um, that uh, you can't well, get well, which, in. Uh, Douglas Louise. I'm not going to use that. Uh, I'm not going yes. to use that comparison. But in all seriousness, I, I don't now whether it's because they don't watch Ligon. The thing that I guess bothers me is you see seven million euros and that's what you judge the or that's the uh, the rating or how you give a rating to a transfer, which is nonsensical, by the way, um, because somebody responded to me, oh, Roma have only done a free agent or, or, or cheap operations. Well, I mean, if you get good players for cheap, uh, that's a very good thing. So uh, to, give, to, to give a judgment, to give a rating solely on the fact that the, uh, Roma are only paying 50, or I'm sorry, 7 million euros for this guy seems nonsensical because I can tell you with, with, Unbridled certainty. He had three clubs just within the last month tried uh, tried to acquire him. He had given his word to Roma, and he knew that Roma would not be able to acquire him until the deal. I believe was also Fiorentina had uh, had given more money to Lille. Yes, um, yes, yes, and he knew that it would take some time because Roma needed to sell Florenzi first, and in turn. It took so long to sell Florenzi first, as you brought up on the last podcast, Andy. Um, <laughs> uh, Maldini, uh, Ricky Massara, their contracts expired on the 30th of June. And I think they announced that they had reached renewal. Uh, at 10 o'clock. Uh, at 10 o'clock that, <laughs> that, that evening, yeah. Right. <laughs> which, which, listen, the reason why that matters is, okay, if you're an agent of a player and you are uh, discussing 
a, a potential transfer with a group of directors who are not even guaranteed to be there on the 1st of July, of course, you're not going to reach, uh, you're, you're not going to promise a player, you're not going to agree to a contract, you're not going to agree, agree to a lot of things without knowing, without any doubts that these are the guys that will be there for the next season. So Florenzi took so long because Maldini took so long, and then Celic took so long because those other, those first two things took so long. So I, I know that people love to, you know, uh, football manager, FIFA, whatever, you know, it, it, it's never so straightforward. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not so straightforward. You, 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 you know, I, I think there is, because of social media, there is this sense of hyper-reality to, to, especially to the transfer market where you're basically yes. bombarded with 20 different news an hour about the same player and you don't really know what's going on. And the, the truth is that... Uh, reality is much more boring in order to to yeah, get yes. Salik, you have to you have to wait for milan to uh, make a, a, a decent proposal for florenzi and to and to sign him first but in order to sign him their directors must sign a renewal their directors are not signing a renewal because the ownership has just changed at milan and they're preparing the paperwork and whatnot and you know they're d- updating the contracts and and uh, i mean some of the most incredible things. I remember, uh, what was it? The first time that Napoli tried to get Politano <laughs> out of Sassuolo um, before he went to before he went to Inter. Napoli were in the run for him, and his transfer to Napoli was not completed because the the fax machine broke. Bro, right. I don't know in which office, but even Carnevale in Sassuolo well, you can was. Take, I'll, I'll give you that. Remember that? Carnevale yes. comes out and says like, oh, 10 minutes ago, the fax machine broke or the paperwork just <laughs> didn't come through. You know, like that's the reality. So it is, that is so quintessential. It's Italian. quintessential. Like, it you're, not, you're not getting that on, on FIFA, you know, where you have the no. two directors coming in and you have three answers to choose from. And you're like, oh, do you want to sign a contract worth 80 million? You know, and the, yes, please. And that's it. Good job. No, it's the reality. It's just much funnier, but at times it's just so it's bureaucracy. So it's yes. step by step, and especially in Italian football, I think every everything works in slow motion. And well, um, yeah, and yeah. with Salih, yeah, that you was didn't the have case. to add football to the end of that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. But Salih is finally here, and for the people that are complaining, oh, it took so so long. But you know, you're starting. Tomorrow is the first day of preseason where the players undergo medicals and whatnot. And uh, you got you got Matic, you got Zviar, you got Salik. You're working on a number of fronts. This is it. I don't think anybody can really ask for more, knowing how these things really work. It's it's intricate. It takes time, and and at the end of the day, that's also part of the transfer market. Yes. Um. That's a fantastic point about reality being much more boring. I, 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 I just I can picture what people believe, you know, when they think of transfer market. I assume they think of like some big office from you know Wolf of Wall Street, where it's just people running around. Let's or, fuck. Or just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Wall Street in general, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. people walking around. Oh, you'll give how much for uh, my client will do uh, five million <laughs> euros? Okay, four point five. Like it is not like that. It, it, it's you're in a hotel, and they're talking football half the time, and the other half they're drinking wine. Um, 
Eating a lot. Eating a, I mean, eating a ton. And if you, as Tiago Pinto said, we didn't even talk about football. We, we spoke of women. We spoke of cars. <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, it, it, you would be shocked. got to be true. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, if you consider the, 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 the figures that pop, the, the people that populate the world of football, you can't expect anything, anything less than that. Um, it, it's, it's, that's the reality of it. Again, I think that when when we 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 uh, we look at it from the point of you know, if you think back, say 20, 30 years, when you were getting your transfer market news occasionally from a newspaper, that's oh. it. You buy the you buy the newspaper. That's the only time of the day you're exposed to yes. news related to the cultural mercato. Which even oh then, I don't think they were so prevalent. No, you're making me reminisce. I, you're go oh, I'm going to sound like such a boomer here, man. I can't tell you how nice it used to be. I mean, the internet was around, but we didn't have, you know, uh, yeah. all of these websites. I mean, just grabbing, it, it, it's such a simple thing that I miss. You know, you get up, you awake, go get your copy of Corriere in Sport or... Gazzetta dello Sport. Yeah, I did, I, I did Gazzetta dello Sport every time I was on holidays in Italy. I did Gazzetta dello Sport. Now you can't do it because it's just it's 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 just populated by 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 thousands of little blips and articles and 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 tips of what to look out for in this transfer market and oh he put a like on Instagram and this guy put a like oh, on Twitter and he unfollowed the, this. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh my so, god. And I think once you're once you're in that reality, in that headspace, it just becomes overwhelming to know that, oh, constantly there you 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 have this understanding that this world of of transfer rumors is is is, is on a twenty four seven basis, and and so right. you have this idea that oh, okay, then I it's three o'clock in the morning, I should expect uh, a news <laughs> regarding Zaniolo's renewal right now. No, I mean that's the. <laughs> It's, it doesn't it, happen yeah. that way. These people sleep. Yeah. They, you know, during the weekend, nobody works. You know, no. <laughs> nobody works. Maybe when they say, "Oh, negotiations were ca carry on through the weekend," maybe they'll send each it's other a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp. You know, yes. <laughs> hey, you would. Be, I think people would be floored at how much of a negotiation actually does take place on WhatsApp, and I mean that sincerely. I, I, I mean, people would absolutely. Piss themselves if they <laughs> learn the truth of it. And as you know, um, in Italy, we have some of the best internet connections. So I can, you know, only imagine if things come down to a crunch, uh, how many deals have actually been missed because uh, uh, Alessandro Lucci was, uh, he was in uh, San Basilio and he couldn't get a, 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 a connection to the Wi Fi or the Wi Fi was down. I, I, I'm just telling you. WhatsApp is, um, I think people would be pretty amazed at how much of a negotiation happens uh, <laughs> via WhatsApp. So that's not surprising. That is our <laughs> long and exhaustive way, though. I mean, we're going on like 20 minutes off this. Fine. Basically it's fine. Saying, it's summer. This so. deal for Chelsea is, I guess, I, I don't know how you could even find even slight uh, uh, problem, complaint with it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the difference if it ha- if this happened on the 3rd of June compared to now? What I mean, other than you feeling better internally, what... What is the difference? What? No, there is no difference. And at the end of the day, this is one of those deals where you say, okay, the the proper judgment will come once we see him on the pitch. But for the timing, for 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 the price tag, for the type of player you're getting, and for the position that you're getting, a position that has been notoriously exposed. Yes. You know, you you've. I mean, you until two months ago, you had Ainsley Maitland Niles as your backup right back. <laughs> Okay. Now you, you have a player twice in a row now, man. What's going on? Are you having <laughs> I'm separation sorry. anxiety? No, I'm sorry, honestly, I'm, I'm, I, I hope, I hope hey, you he played enjoy good against your Juve. Time. You remember that in his first match? Yes, yes, he goes, and and he was incredible. I mean, he got off the flight from London and he was going up against uh, Rugani. So that's um... <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, this is you know, it's it's exactly the type of signing that. We waited for all along. Every year, we would say you need you need that right flank to be competitive. You need somebody like Karsdorp, who is the starter, but who cannot feel complacent, who also cannot be too tired because when Karsdorp is tired, he's awful. He starts shooting at the opponent. He starts launching the ball at the back of the defender in front of yeah, him NASA instead of becomes crossing aware it. Of it. Yeah. yeah. So... And, and now you have a player whose quality, you know, in Liga is is for that position is among the very best. Who is a major part of Lille of all teams winning Liga uh, with Galtier uh, in in a, in a league that is usually dominated by PSG. Uh, this is you know th- this is a player that will make life difficult for Karsdorp who. Uh, immediately raises the bar for yes. for the for the for the overall team. Now these are assumptions and thing, say, things we say right now. And obviously, what we may say a month from now, two months from now, may be different because that's the way it works. But for the for the experience and for the for the experience and the quality, you could not ask for anything better. If what are the names that are out there? What 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 did people want? You know, there is this is this is it. You're giving uh, another competitive right back to a team that has always struggled to find balance on on that on on that side of the pitch. That has always struggled to maintain the same level of quality. You yes. know, you switching from say even from Karsdorp to maybe having Spinazzola fill in as a right back. That's an immediate downgrade. With a player who doesn't feel comfortable on the right side, with with uh, maybe you bring in Calafiori, you would say, "Oh, Calafiori, no, stay here another year." You yeah. know, that's 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 the thing. Is finally you put yourself in a position where you can afford to have, say, Karsdorp have an off day, and then you have Sili come in. Uh, I, I if, again, just I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. I'm happy yes. that that this has been taken care of, and I'm impressed that this is t- the type of profile that Roma wanted because, again, it emphasizes the the need for competitiveness in the team. 
there cannot be a starting spot that is secured. There has to be competition all across the board. There has been, there has to be that competitive spirit that pushes the players um, to really give their best at all times, because Roma is again notorious, unfortunately, for getting too complacent. That's a great point because how many examples over the years can we find of that? I mean, again, I don't mean to to, to pick on him, but Florenzi is. I mean, one of the first that comes to mind when I think that. Yeah, I mean, because Florenzi, he, he, Florenzi was there when Bruno Perez was there. You know, correct, correct. It was his whole only competition. Yeah, I, I mean, um, because he was playing an attack when the, um, Mike Conn was still on the substances. We got one one good year out of him. The next year, absolutely injured. He goes to right back. And from there, after, you know, beginning in 2014, 2015, can you remember other than Bruno, uh, Bruno Perez? Uh, well, Torosidis, but I, I don't really know how much he factors into this conversation. Uh, Florenzi went unimpeded for, what, five years, six years as the undisputed, never once questioned, never once... Um, yeah sought to be replaced and, and never sought to be upset first choice and and, I, and that's I, I never good unfortunately that. it's never good yeah like you can because uh obviously there are players that should be sort of the pillars of the team but when when you have when you have this and also this number of the every year in football the number of games increases you know if you have a year where roma plays say 55 games that's too much for anybody yes. to bear and and cars being one of the i think the player with most minutes besides uh, Rui Patricio um, and Tammy Abraham, it's, it's never good. It's especially in today's, the the way that the, the pace, the tempo of the game that gets to you, especially with a team led by Jose Mourinho, where there is a lot of effort and, and, uh, very you know, high intensity, yeah. Uh, high intensity, a lot of focus on the defensive effort that takes uh, a lot out of you. You need somebody that can keep you sharp and that can also give you a rest whenever you need it. Think about, I mean, two years ago when Fonseca was asking for for uh, for uh, you know additional support, the club gave him Bruno Perez, who was coming back from loan from the second division in second Brazil. Division in Brazil. You know that was he was like Fonseca was like, I need help. I cannot. I I I need help. I'm running Karsdorp into the ground. And the club at that point in time couldn't do anything but but say okay we're bringing back Bruno Perez. I, that's <laughs> I guess that's the thing we do and and that was the reality of the situation. And yeah. before that it was Jonathan Silva on a six month loan. Your favorite, yes. So it's this. So many this is luxury. This is yeah. this is luxury and more than luxury. It's a good signing. That's it. Yeah, I think it's as simple as that. Um, I I think this benefits everybody. And two, for Karsdor, because I can understand, too, you've been, you know, after uh, really, really struggling for three years, you finally, you get continuity, you're performing. And I can understand the tendency to want to be like, oh, so, the, you know, this is the... Um, uh, th th this is the thanks I receive for, you know, uh, revamping, revitalizing my my career. I, I, I hope that he just doesn't take it seriously is ultimately what I'm getting to, because I think this can only benefit him. As stupid as that may sound, I, I mean, this guy has gone from not playing at all to this was his second straight season. Yeah. Of, you know, uh, uh, yeah. running him into the ground. Yes. 
Yes. So, I, I, I mean, if I'm him, yes, I can understand the tendency to want to be a bit upset. Yeah, by there it. may be a little bit of frustration in the beginning, but but it's. I think that's 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 how it should be for the rest of the team as well. Yes. No, I mean that's that's what Mourinho wanted all along, and what he was saying. All the time. Remember those press conferences beginning. Oh, if if I'm not say playing with Karsdorp, I'm playing with with this Primavera kid instead. Right. Or if I'm not playing with Pellegrini, I have put I have to put Darbo on. Now he can say, oh, if I'm not playing with Karsdorp, I'm playing with Selik. You know. Right. So and that should apply to every ideally that should apply to every position on the pitch. And I think that's. Roma's long-term project. It's not winning the Scudetto. It's making the team better all across the board. Oh, 1,000%. And I think if we're going to, I mean, discuss, if you could, I mean, from at least a technical or a tactical tactical point of view, if you could could find one problem with Roma in these recent seasons, I I would say lack of depth is undoubtedly one of the first. I mean, uh, you know, you lose uh, Nangolan, he goes goodbye. Strootman goes down. It just there's so many examples you can point to where all it took was one crucial uh, piece of the team to go out, and injuries happen. A 35 year old Kolarov being yeah, uh, the right. second player with the highest number of of minutes. You know, that's that's that, yeah. that was the thing at Roma for like two years. <laughs> exactly. So now, uh, obviously, we we hope it's not Karsdorp, but if that is the case. You know, you don't find yourself having to negotiate, as you said, a loan deal uh, at the final day of the market for uh, Jonathan Silva for him to play. It was one match, right? I always ask you this. It was one, correct? Yes, Empoli. One match. Yes. What a what a performance. Okay. Um, 70 minutes. That was a, that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lives in infamy. Um, okay. Well, we have to talk about Zaniolo before we go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a weird one. I have been on here one million and now it's going to be one million and one time saying. He's a very interesting case because he's represented by a guy who doesn't speak. He doesn't leak. He keeps to himself. He's quiet. The only people who really know things are uh, the, 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 uh, the entourage, the inner circle, the family. Zaniolo has a very tight circle. Well, uh, apparently Claudio Vigorelli must have. He, he had to have been listening to that episode where, or at least one of the episodes where I said this, because now he is leaking everything about the Zaniolo thing, which I find so bizarre because, Andy, just if I told you, remove Zaniolo's name from the from the timeline, don't you find it weird that we have gone from a negotiation for contract renewal and just a couple of weeks later when it looked like he was, and he was close, by the way, to, to signing a renewal, regardless of what people say, um, he was close, that we've now gone to the point where it looks like, I don't even know what the percentages are. I hate playing the percentages uh, game or putting a percentage on something. But I would say he is now the favorite to be sold to Juve, which is just weird to me simply by way of, well, two weeks ago, you were trying to prolong this guy's contract with the club. You wanted to give him an important wage. You were going to extend it by, um, it was a a, a two-year proposal they gave to him. 
And now we're talking about a goodbye. Very weird set yeah, very of weird. Yeah. circumstances. What do you make of this? Because to me, the first thing I say to myself is, okay, well, Roma, they must view it as they have gotten all they believe they can from Nicolo Zaniolo, and they're going to sell him on, even if they were to only sell him for 30 million euros, they are going to realize a very important plus Valenza with him. It's going to be a very renowned capital gain by selling him. So I view it that way. I also think to myself, okay, I have a very hard time believing that if Jose Mourinho says to Tiago Pinto, you cannot sell him. He is way and far too important to my team. I have a very difficult time believing that Tiago Pinto goes to Claudio Vigorelli and says, hey, I know Jose said this, but you know, I still think it's best to uh, that we find a different club for you. Can you please go negotiate with interested parties? I have a very hard time envisioning that. So this thing is very confusing to me. What, what do you make of all of this? Because I, I don't know if this is coming from Zaniolo, if it's coming from Jose Mourinho, if it's coming from Tiago Pinto. Like, I, I can't put my finger on. There has to be a, a, a catalyst or a background to this that we're just unaware of. And I don't know what that is. And obviously that will come out at some point. But what is your view on this? Because it's very confusing to me. I think the, the this this shows how um, how a lot of this this the, how a lot of transfer deals are made. They're made through media. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how you say it went from oh he's gonna renew. We didn't hear for a long time. We didn't hear. We would hear maybe once a month an update that oh they're scheduled. The, the the club and the player are scheduled to meet eventually, or they're 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 scheduled to to talk it over after the transfer window and so on. To oh you have Juve have made an offer. Oh Juve are preparing a second offer. Oh Juve have approached them with this. Oh Juve have a pr- uh, offered this much and m- this much. And oh Roma are are open to do this. And Roma are considering doing that. Uh, and so what you get is basically a whole deal that is being done in the headlines as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I don't even think the two, Juve and Roma, had discussed Zaniola at, at, a, at the point in time when we first even sort of realized that, oh, he may go to Juve. I think that was all, it's all him. It's all Vigorelli who, for some reason, just goes out there and exposes himself and sort of, exposes his interests, his clients' interests. And it's a weird situation because, uh, you know, and let me put it this way. I don't even, I don't think uh, that Zaniolo is a victim in this case. I don't think Roma are a victim in this case. I, I think it's pretty straightforward, the fact that both sides are kind of going with it. And yes. whatever happens, happens, you know. Uh, no side is is pushing to the death for for this to go through or for or for it not to go through. Uh, Roma are like, okay, show us the money. Again, they're like Tom Cruise in uh, Jerry Maguire. Um, and, 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 you know, and Zaniolo is like Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, and <laughs> on the other end of the line, you know. <laughs> and so that that's, that's really what it is. If it happens, Roma will find other solutions, first of all. Second of all, they'll have a huge capital gain uh, again, as you say. I mean, for whatever they sell him, yeah, this guy was thirty. This 40, guy was brought. Yeah. This guy was brought in as a primavera from Inter. Okay, when we signed him in uh, two thousand eighteen, so it's uh, 
that's that's all you need to know really with with when it comes to to Zaniolo. So the club either way will find will find a way. And it's a, it's a, it's a it, it, the only thing that may make the difference ultimately is what the player really wants. Right now Zaniolo hasn't made any steps to either direction. He hasn't, you know, come out in the of open. You were set. following on social media yesterday. Did you see what broke out? This this it, the fact you know, that the, he didn't repost uh, Tammy Abrams' birthday yes. wishes, or the yes. fact that he posted a, a picture of him training at the beach in black and white. Black and white, yes, both of them. Very <laughs> stupid. I, so, so, so based weird. on what you said, though, uh, yeah. So you don't have strong feelings one way or the other. He, I, I think I think goes, this has come to a point where I don't know if anybody has really strong feeling. I I think even the most diehard Zaniolo fans are like. Whatever happens, happens. Because if if Roma don't don't make a stand and don't say no, he's we can't move him. He's not going. That's it. And if Zaniolo is not saying openly, I want to join Juve, then you're gonna have this push and pull thing go all the way till maybe August. And and what then? So it's. I think both sides don't want to expose themselves just so that then in the end, if something doesn't happen if something doesn't take place they don't look stupid and there is not you know and there is no dent in the relationship i think it's pretty evident that roma sort of have an agreement with zaniolo if you want to go you can go but we have to get a satisfying offer and zaniolo is like okay if that doesn't happen then that doesn't happen and i accept it um i'm i i just get that the, the feeling is that, that there is no real conviction on either side um you, if you, if you're a team and you're interested in Zaniolo and you want to approach Roma, you better approach them with real money because that's what Roma want for Zaniolo. Yeah, that's that's the way I view it too. For the most part, I I, I just think feelings aren't strong um, on either side to to really push. Um, it, it kind of just feels like, as you said, everybody's just sort of uh, going along for the dance at the moment, and we'll see. Um, if and when the music stops, I suppose, because I it, it just it's very, very difficult to get an understanding on this. I just found it out to begin with that Vigorelli, a guy who I, I went back in my WhatsApp, I've messaged him 10 to 15 times over the past two years. I mean, he he does not say anything. He will, he will give you nothing, nothing of value. Um, and he does that with everybody. And then to see him now do a complete 180 degree turn with this and to see who he's linking it to is even more interesting. Um, it's it's very difficult to really understand what a lot of the motivation is behind this. Now, obviously, I, I shouldn't say what the motivation is. Ultimately, this comes down to money. Uh, I'm sure if Diago Pinto said, "Hey, Claudio, we'll give you a five millions uh, commission to renew," the you know we're not even here discussing this. So it, it's it is interesting. I am very curious because I'm sure you saw the video of uh, uh, Mourinho arriving at uh, Fiumicino yesterday, <laughs> which is great to see him pissed off. Um, I mean, he's in mid-season form. Uh, it's not even day one, technically. I Terrible mean, haircut, already yes. pissed off look. So that's uh, that's uh, that's prime Jose Mourinho right there. Yeah, I mean, you know. To have uh, the Sp uh, Sport Italia microphone shoved into your face after uh, going from, I'm assuming he... Uh, very traumatic, yes. Yes, very, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he was, uh, actually, he did fly out of Heathrow to, you know, arrive at Fiumicino. It didn't look like it was so crowded, so I don't know. Um, there were a couple of other journalists there that 
I assume when he saw them, he, you know, similar to me, uh, he wasn't probably too excited to see them. But anyway, we can we can discuss that another day, of course. Um, okay, we we will leave it there. Uh, you know, reviewing the the Selig deal, Zaniolo. We're kind of in this weird holding period for the moment. Preseason starts tomorrow. That's when I think we will start to see things to ramp up um, later this week and before um, they leave for Portugal on what is it next Wednesday I believe or uh, it's either it's Wednesday the, or Tuesday it's on the 12th 12th yeah okay mm-hmm. so the 12th they begin the Retiro in in Portugal um so I think uh, midweek and later this week we'll really see things pick up so uh we will be back uh later this week we will talk more about the market and uh anything else that happens between now and then so chat with you uh in a few days until then ciao Ciao.